This is Chris Wolf, and you are listening to the PNG Podcast. Keep your limbs inside of the vehicle, and they will not be eaten. I'm kidding. We'll all be eaten one day. And they were holding auditions, so we went to the Long Beach audition, and then we packed up all our stuff from Virginia and drove across country and tried out at the Long Beach location. And That's then, where we met Bambi, and then we saw her mullet. We're like, I love you. She heard her accent. She was like, we're both Southern folks. She was like, Southern sisters. Yeah, and we just and got along. Yeah. yeah. So did you always have an interest in wrestling, or is it something you like, kind of not fell into, but saw this and said, I want to do this? No, we've always We've always been fighters, but when we were younger, we used to watch wrestling with our grandpa, and then we were just like, man, that's fucking badass. We didn't really think about it, but growing up, we always got into fights. And then it got to a certain age, we're like, why not do it legally and uh, get paid for it? What do you mean, why not do that legally? Were you doing it illegally? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you try not to get caught, but if I get caught now, I don't get in trouble. Yeah, right, street fights. I mean, if a cop comes, you're fucked. You got to book it. Oh, good to know. If I need help in a street fight, I can call on um, both. Call us. We've got your back. Yes, but then we have to book it. Okay, we got to book it, which means I got to wear, like, proper shoes, tennis shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Birdo. Would it help if we brought crossbows and archery sets? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Did she's you got, not? She's got I got a bow already. Hell yeah. I can. We can. You know, we can shoot down anyone that comes across us. Then we won't have to illegally fight them because we will have already murdered them. Yeah. <laughs> or run. Or run. Or run. That's right. All right. Oh, we haven't even introduced you. We're, this is the PNG podcast. We're in the ring with the Dixie Darlings. He gives me crap because I always call you the Dixie Twins. It's my like term of endearment. That's right. That's fine with me. Yeah. So uh, introduce yourselves. We're like already part into your story. I'm Jolene. I'm Jolene. Easy to remember. Easy, <laughs> right? So easy. <laughs> so you're into your second season now, right? Yeah. And what are your goals and aims and ambitions uh, this season and going forward in WOW? I mean, we always strive to be better wrestlers, be better every single time. I mean, we, 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 we're here to have fun. You know what I mean? It's not all about winning. I mean, if it's either you win or you learn. So we're just all about being better wrestlers and fighting anybody who wants to fight us. Legally. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You know, illegally without anyone knowing, you know what I mean? Dave McLean's a few feet away. He didn't hear that. It's okay. (laughs) Or murdering with compound bows. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, spoiler alert, or what's your favorite thing that you've done this season that you can talk about, (laughs) that you can talk about? Or what is something that our fans should be on the lookout for this season? Well, we're twins, so we get to use that to our advantage. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. 
And um, we're pranksters. We're like the jokesters of all wow. So we really like to fuck with people. And you'll see how many folks we piss off. This sounds exciting. I look forward to watching you piss off people and legally fight people this season. You'll, you'll be in our also illegal one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, are we good? A few okay, minutes? Yeah, we don't want to take up too much of your time, so thank you. Thank you. Can, can I hear y'all do our rebel yell, though? What's your rebel yell? Yee! Let's hear it, Oh, my God. <laughs> my voice is uh, deep, so I don't know. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Yee! Hey! All right. the Dixie Darlings. We uh, got to talk to them at LA Comic-Con. Uh, thanks to WOW for hooking that up, and thanks to the Dixie Darlings for talking to us, the PNG Podcast. Uh, I'm Berto, and I'm sitting with... And I'm Justin. Uh, Elaine's off with Jose Lothario in a pursuit of her girlhood dream. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's got to get in shape for that Iron Man match, so... Yeah, and the, <laughs> the, uh, the requisite five minutes that comes after it. Because <laughs> there has to be a winner, Berto. Come on. <laughs> Restart this match. <laughs> oh, boy. A lot of people were chanting that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We, we haven't been in the studio together in a while, so there's no. lots to catch up on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we've been going to uh, WoW tapings, mm. and they finally started airing some of the stuff that we saw. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good. Yeah, so we're, we're covering the season premiere today. So we'll just get right into it. Uh, the first match on the premiere was... I was waiting for you. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what it says on your notes. <laughs> just the rundown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, during season one, Tessa Blanchard came in and won the uh, the title there at WOW. Mm-hmm. And so the, the first episode starts with her cutting her promo. And I mean, Tessa Blanchard, we've sung her praises like every time her name comes up I just feel like she instantly legitimizes uh, the promotion yeah um, she if you don't know who she is she's arguably the best in ring women's wrestler period right now yeah Um, and yeah it's uh, very different from what I was expecting and this was my first time seeing Tessa live too Mm -hmm. she was she's fantastic I, I know you've brought it up before, but it, it's still kind of weird to me because you've been to bar shows, and you haven't seen her there yet. Or you? No, I'm always at, at bar when all <laughs> the those big shock names aren't aren't there. And then I got really mad when we saw Joey Ryan's documentary, and I saw who ha- who has shown up there, and I was like, motherfucker, miss it every time. So I'm trying to go to that one their show on Halloween just so I can see Orange Cassidy live. But uh, that show's gonna be nuts. Yeah, I can't be at that one but it's a killer card yeah because they just announced he's wrestling priscilla kelly yes which yeah i mean my nephews don't can't even eat candy yet like yeah <laughs> that sounds like that's that sounds like their problem yeah <laughs> it's fun, like if i don't go they won't remember it but i will <laughs> <laughs> exactly what's the problem <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we'll get to them later uh yeah so Tess is the new champ, and Beast, Jungle Girl, and Havoc interrupt the promo because uh, they all want a shot at the champ, uh, which they decide will be a uh, 
triple threat number one contenders match in the main event for the evening. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's exciting. I mean, yeah, great talent for them. I, I think that's the one thing about WoW. Um, I remember <laughs> the really early one from the 2000s yeah. version, and listen, I'm not talking... I think the world of WoW now, Cindy and Sean at Access TV have been great, and they've been great letting us into tapings, but that early WoW product was fucking rough. Yeah. That that was rough. Yeah, so it, it's like fodder for every internet reviewer out there. Yeah, so you you watched it uh, online, or did you actually go? I, I just saw clips of it, and then I saw a bunch of reviews on it, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this looks... Like, I was cringing at just the, the clip that they took to review i'm like oh there's no way i can watch that <laughs> yeah uh i think i told the story on your podcast but i would see that they were uh having shows at i think it was called the marina pacific in long beach mm-hmm. and i you know drive by every now and then and i finally decided to go to one and it happened to be their last show at that venue because they were uh, the hotel was getting torn down uh oh. yeah so i i dragged uh Geek say what friend Earl Balon with me. He's not a wrestling fan. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? Go with me. I'll I'll pay for your ticket. And it was kind of like when we left, we were like, oh, that that was a show. <laughs> uh, it had a very like almost glow like feel, where you know it felt like we weren't necessarily watching wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Like no disrespect to the talent, but it felt like people who had just gotten into it yeah and that's the thing like uh with at least the early wow like people who probably shouldn't have been in the ring in front of like everyone at the forum like that yeah. got put out there so i i don't know and plus their early videos it was much more like sexualized and it was definitely a di- it was the early 2000s yeah so it was a different demographic um just a d- very different feel to the show this is Family friendly. The show now is like family friendly. It's um, like there's a lot of good veteran wrestlers in there that can help like the newer talent. Um, it's in the Belasco. Everything looks polished. Yeah. And I do appreciate that uh, there's longtime WOW talent still there now. And it's mixed in with, you know, like you said, we've seen some of these wrestlers like on the independent circuit. And mm-hmm. you can tell, like, it just, it steps everybody's game up. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing Steffi Slays. There was an article about Steffi Slays um, training with Tessa uh, a few years ago, or maybe a couple years ago now. And I remember thinking, oh, they're, they're like, really taking that step forward now. Yeah, in uh, training shows. Like, uh, Steffi, between the two sessions of tapings we saw, there was already improvement there. Yeah. Um, and are we talking about like the first couple episodes or just the? Uh, what are we doing? What are you talking about here? We could talk about both. Okay. Yeah. So uh, after this promo, uh, Jesse Jones comes out, and we were talking about this before the show. There's a lot of Southern gimmicks, and she's one of them. Yeah. What's the deal with that? I I'm gonna have to like look into that whole culture with like Southern wrestling. Yeah. I wonder if it's you know just a throwback to. Wrestling in the eighties was you know huge in the South. Is Dave from the South? Is that I mean that's got to be part of it. It was big in the South. Oh, that's yeah. a good question. Um, but well, yeah, NWA Power is back. It I get like 
NWA Power obviously is it's his own thing, but it's you know WoW. There's some a little bit of that mm-hmm. in WoW because it's definitely the successor to um, Glow. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> in a Glow in the eighties, there was the farmer's daughter. So those tropes existed then. Oh my god! Now we have the, the governor's daughter. daughter. <laughs> Upgraded. Yeah. He went from farmer to up to governor. <laughs> See, that's long-term booking there, <laughs> WWE. <laughs> it almost feels Imagine like... if that was true. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a nod to the past. Yeah. I mean, the Jesse Jones character uh, mm-hmm. could conceivably be the illegitimate president's daughter. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, to explain, she comes out with a hat that says, make wrestling great again. Yeah. So it seems like they're going for a very specific type of character there. Yeah, leaning hard into that southern <laughs> redneck stereotype. Yeah, it was funny. The last set of tapings we went to, this isn't a spoiler because it was, they were doing giveaways. And one of the giveaways was the Make Wrestling Great Again hat. And people did not want that hat. Yeah, they're like, it's mm, a little <laughs> too close. Yeah, I mean, it's Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, you're, film- you're filming in Los Angeles. So that's. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, oh, so. But- Jesse yeah. Jones comes out and she uh, has a match with Fire, who we know on the independence independence as Kira Hogan. Yeah, Kira's great. Yeah, which I don't know if this was her first match because it seemed like those first couple episodes it's a lot of debuts for the company. It, I feel like Fire might have been. Yeah, I I think that was uh, no, no, I think she debuted the season before. Oh, okay, but they uh, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, it looks like she debuted she debuted the season before. Um, they did a good job, at least in the screener we saw, like telling her story yeah. and stuff. So, um, yeah, Kira is always great to watch. Yeah, it's kind of interesting when you talk about WoW wrestlers that uh, have careers outside of WoW. Yeah, because I feel like with Lucha Underground, it, it was rare that I ever, you know, like I knew Ricochet was Prince Puma, mm-hmm. but I never talked about. Oh well, this is Prince Puma. He's also Ricochet. Yeah, like I just <laughs> talked about Prince Puma. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It makes it so different for a while for me. Um, well, from what I remember from our experience there, because I had gone the night, the first night uh, that press was allowed, mm-hmm. and um, I was just like, I recognize. Obviously, I recognize Tessa and a couple of other names, but I'm like, uh, a lot, a few of them stuck out to me. I'm like, I wonder who that is. And then the next night when you came, yeah, you were immediately like, oh, that's Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Oh, like that's. Yeah, like, oh, that's, uh, you know, um, Holodead and, like, all this other stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what they're doing now. <laughs> yeah. So the, the Thunder Rosa thing, because she goes by, you know, Thunder Rosa, she was Cobra Moon, um, Serpentine Now. Yeah. Which was an evolution of Cobra Moon into, from Lucha Underground into it's WoW. Just cutting loose from the Lucha Underground stuff. Because yeah. up until, yeah, up until the show came out this season, like, it was still she was still listed as Cobra Moon on the website. Yeah. So that change must have been fairly new. Yeah, I've met her a couple of times after shows. Um, yeah, we met her after the first night. She was really nice. Yeah, like I've met her in Japan. I met her again in Texas, and she's always inter. Well, outside of Japan, she introduced she's introduced herself to me under her shoot name. No. But now when I see her, like I don't know, you know, she's not going to remember me every time I hey. see her. So I'm like, I'm not going to go, hey, blah blah blah, like. Do I call you by your wrestling name mm-hmm. under this company? Do I call you Thunderosa? 
Well, when we met Fire and Adrenaline, they used their shoot names with us. Yeah. It was really nice of them. Yeah. yeah. Credit, we were introduced by Amy of Darklight. Yeah. Shout out to Darklight. Yeah. So we we're kind of already like yeah, not regular fans in their eyes, possibly. Yeah. Actually, I'm excited to see. So I went to um, uh, Impact Media Day, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll put that audio up somewhere because um, <laughs> it was a lot. Um and I got to talk with uh, Scott Demore at a roundtable, and yeah, so I guess WoW has approached them about working together since they already have like a bunch of their talent. Yeah. So yeah, it's like so from uh, Scott Demore's with Impact. So they have in WoW, they have Havoc, Tessa, and uh, Kira Hogan mm-hmm. all on their roster, and they share those names. So yeah, be nice to see some some crossover. Yeah, we it. If you imagine seeing Callahan just going in over there and <laughs> ruining everything, <laughs> fucks this asshole. <laughs> yeah, or hell, fuck it, Taya on WoW. That would be an amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's so much that could happen. Yeah, and she w- Taya. I remember she was at the one of the tapings. Oh yeah, that she week. was. Yeah, yeah, she was going nuts during Tessa's match, and like she she was grabbing Daga, and she was just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we do live in a world now where companies have collaborated mm-hmm. i mean these shows are on the same channel now yeah access making moves man i think that's the channel to watch out if you're looking for the clear number three it's not necessarily going to be a promotion it's going to be like a, a network yeah it's like they, they got all this stuff <laughs> I'm excited. i might have to upgrade my cable package <laughs> i know that's the tough part so but, but they, they've been working on that they're on twitch yeah so they've got, uh, well, at least Impact is on Twitch. Yeah. Wow, and New Japan got got some work to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you have New Japan World? No, I have so many streaming services. It's getting <laughs> ridiculous. I try to keep it to just like the three main ones, like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. I, mean, I canceled HBO. I canceled. We're a month away from Disney Plus. Yeah, so I'm de- I'm getting that for sure. Yeah, so just imagine with. Because Stardom has its own uh, streaming service, mm-hmm. New Japan does like high spots streams. Oh my god! I mean, how much does John Pingle spend on wrestling? <laughs> Shout out to John Pingle, um, <laughs> a lot. I'm gonna guess a lot. <laughs> yeah, John, you're allowed on this show anytime. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I just, uh, I think once I get a new job, I'll actually like invest in keeping up with this and the MMA stuff and. Um, yeah, just trying to get in as much wrestling as I can. But, st- but the good thing is there, there's a few shows that are free that are very good. Yeah. Like NWA Power, I mentioned, AEW Dark. Yeah. Brilliant move on their part, by the way. Just like put that out there. <laughs> yeah, they're going hard because they replay, uh, AEW replays right after uh, the live showing. Good. And then. Right it, move. Yeah, I think they showed on Saturdays, too. On TNT or like Saturday mornings, I believe. Yeah, I was watching. Uh, I had my my TV on True TV on Saturday night at like two in the morning, and they were showing AEW. Wow! I was like, wow, they're really pushing this. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if Wow is getting that same replay love. They should, because hmm. it's on like Saturdays. Actually, why don't I just go over the schedule real quick for sure. anyone trying to keep up yeah, with l- all of the professional <laughs> wrestling? There's a lot to keep up with. So Monday nights you have Raw, obviously. Um, Tuesdays you have NWA Power and Impact on Access. 
and then you have on Wednesday. Oh, and AEW Dark also mm-hmm. on YouTube. Wednesday, you have the Wednesday Night War, NXT, and AEW. Thursday, you have Uncharted Territory from Beyond Wrestling. Uh, they actually got some good stuff. Uh, Friday, you have SmackDown. Uh, Saturdays, you have, depending on the time of year, New Japan. You have uh, Major League Wrestling on B in Sports. I don't have that uh, network. And then you have WOW at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern on Access TV. Oh, and you have Ring of Honor just sort of floating around because <laughs> no one knows what Ring of Honor's doing. Remember when they were good? It's <laughs> a while ago. Yeah. At least Matt Taven's not champion. <laughs> um, oh, and then I forgot about this. Yeah, there, if there's a pay-per-view from the WWE that weekend, then on there's Sunday. something on <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> so I, I'd like to talk to someone who's gone through the whole seven days of just that whole thing. I feel like if there's anything or anyone we know that would do it, it, it would be Pingle. Uh, he doesn't keep up with Impact. He hasn't seen uh, Power yet, as far as I know. Only The only things he watches are Wednesday Night War and Uncharted Territory regularly, and then anytime Naito's on screen. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of uh, bummed out that I don't have access to Impact, or I keep forgetting it's on Twitch. Yeah, because I heard the on-screen product is uh, really solid right now. It's like a it's like a solid indie show with a little bit more production value, which I like. Yeah. That's a very good thing. Um, but yeah, and then WoW actually just it, it's its own thing as well and feels different. Um, kind of like how NWA Power is very retro and has a you know some wrestlers from today with that energy. Yeah, so they kind of lean like a little bit the other way. So it they do have some throwback things there but it's definitely more lean toward today's today's energy i'd yeah. say i mean wow being kind of like in its own world is one thing i do appreciate yeah appreciate. it's so different from everything else uh-huh. uh that's a good time to be a fan because i usually say like you know nowadays there's wrestling for everyone and yeah it there really is Liter- like real specifically everyone <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah i was uh from early 2000s to now it's a completely different product yeah like props to um to uh, dave mclean for taking the right steps he he obviously listened to the right people mm. to like get it to this because it was a very like i said it was really sexualized and there were like a lot of hardcore match it was very of that time yeah and then now it's like no people want to like they want a solid wrestling show like simple stories to get to the action yeah, like they've evolved the product to uh, to match like their audience taste. Yeah. Plus, they got that genie bus money. That's right. <laughs> that was such a huge shock, and I'm like, "What? She owns this? <laughs> like, wow! How did that happen?" Uh, I tried to get us an interview with that uh, genie bus. She only had time for a photo op, but yeah, thanks to the Dixie Darlings for for talking to us. Yeah. I feel like it would have been weird talking to Jeannie Buss because I'm from L.A., but I'm not a Laker fan. Oh. <laughs> she would have had you assassinated immediately. Yeah, I, I just wouldn't have brought it up. It's like, you dirty Clippers fan. <laughs> or I don't know what fan. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Mavericks fan. What? Yeah. I was a <laughs> Lakers fan growing up. Mm-hmm. But this is a wrestling show. <laughs> <laughs> There's... You know, Dennis Rodman did <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> That's true. Carl Malone, 
Enos Cantor was recently a 24-7 champion. The fuck? Really? Yeah. Because he's going out with Dana Brooke. So at, oh. The, it was at the, oh. What's the Madison Garden show? Madison Square Garden. Oh. Square Madison Garden. Huh. Um Yeah, he, he held it for like a few minutes on that show. Tell me they missed uh missed the opportunity to make the unborn baby of Maria Canellis a a twenty four seven champion. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, if that doesn't end up being uh I, Carl Anderson's kid, I wouldn't be so upset. Oh my god. <laughs> Long term storytelling. <laughs> 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 but uh back to wow. <laughs> well, speaking of storytelling, oh. again, the stories are Simple from what I could tell. We we couldn't see any of the backstage stuff. Yeah, uh, at the taping, but like seeing it now through the screener, I'm like, oh, it was actually pretty well produced. Um, and they're like kind of more on the cinematic side. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's high quality. Uh, I like being able to fill out the stories that you were seeing in the ring. Yeah, yeah. That that is the funny thing when you go to a taping because they. It's like you see like four episodes taped in a row, and you're like, "Oh, you see the whole angle yeah. like <laughs> unfold in front of you," and you're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I wonder what's gonna happen. Oh, <laughs> it's Jesse Jones, <laughs> Russell Fire. Oh, um, right result. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it is a solid match. Mm-hmm. Um, see, even that, but like they told that story within the match, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, Jesse Jones uh, working Fire's left arm. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you'll get that for spurts in a match. Mm-hmm. But that was, like, her focus the entire match. Yeah, I don't know much about Jesse Jones mm-hmm. as, a, as a wrestler, but, I mean, she looks solid in the ring. Definitely not as green as some of the, uh, um, some of the other talent that they have there's some who are like pretty new yeah um she apparently has some oh i guess she's like ovw hmm. are they still around they are oh okay yeah. yeah i had no idea but yeah she's uh uh yeah she's got some background there to ohio valley wrestling so and shine oh as jesse bell smothers i'm not again not too familiar with her yeah same here so yeah, she's definitely solid in the ring. She, yeah, I mean, she did a great job working a body part. Fire did a great job selling the arm. Yeah, um, she's got a, she's got all the talent in the world. Scott Demore's really high on Kira Hogan. Yeah, yeah, as he should be. Yeah. What's the name of the uh, announcer? That's not David McLean. Uh, Stephen Dickey. Yeah, see, that's the thing because when we're there, I'm st- we're staring at the back of his head. Yeah, and it's a weird thing too. You might even see us on TV at some point. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we're right behind. We were sitting right behind the announcers, and um, yeah, oddly enough, we could not hear a thing yeah. either of them were saying, and they were like yelling into the mic too. Yeah. They're like, ah, I'm like, I see them moving. I yeah, can't, I can't hear any of it. I mean, that's just how uh, into the show the crowd is. Yeah, those crowds are really like good. They've got like, I don't know. I I feel like they had like a pretty loyal following. Yeah, it as, seems as like the, it. Yeah, the show's not as widespread, but like they had some some real fans there. Yeah, I feel like they're probably they've probably they've probably had people that have been going for a really long time. Yeah, I had no idea it was going on that long. So. Yeah, because even before you know they got picked up by Axis, they were filming at uh, the Velasco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they've been there for a while. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Jesse Jones goes over fire or with uh, armbar. 
That makes sense. Like I think Jesse's been there a little, little longer. Yeah, he's got the, uh, the uh, um, veteran advantage. So that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The next thing they showed, uh, which is something we briefly talked about. So last season, uh, Azteca was a wrestler mm-hmm. in WoW, and when we went to the tapings, because I missed that first night. Yeah, she made her way to the ring as Reina Reyes, the Pearl of the Philippines. Yeah. And, yeah, so I was confused uh, by the change, mm-hmm. um, which they explained in a vignette on uh, this episode. Yeah, since Azteca was a masked wrestler, mm-hmm. I thought they were just going to, like, wipe it off as, like, oh, that was someone else. Yeah. yeah. There's actually a really good explanation for it. Yeah, I just want to go into it. Yeah, so she, you know, talks about, uh, you know, she's Filipino. She was born in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, <laughs> her parents wanted her to be a nurse. No shit. Yeah. I was like, well, that is very Filipino. Uh, but, you know, she wanted to pursue her uh, passion, which was wrestling. And kind of, I felt like it was to hide the fact that she was a wrestler. You know, she uh, took up the mask. Um, but she decided to, you know, shed the mask this year. And, you know, they had shots from the Philippines. And I honestly, I got a little teary-eyed Aww. watching it. Well, uh, you know, I've talked about it before, but when I was growing up, we didn't have a lot of Asians or Asian American wrestlers here in America. Mm-hmm. And if there were, they were typically like the stereotypical, like dastardly heel. Yeah. And you know, we definitely didn't have Filipino wrestlers. Yeah. Shout out to Mr. Fuji. <laughs> so, you know, seeing just like the plethora of Filipino wrestlers now mm-hmm. and you know, some, you know, they acknowledge the Filipino, but don't necessarily make it a part of their character or the storylines, which is perfectly fine. Yeah, they don't have to. Yeah. It's like they're there. Yeah. So it's always a little bit, uh, you know, heartwarming to me when someone represents, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and her entrance is, like, crazy. It has, like, her music, it's just drums and, like, the bass and the Belasco just, like, uh, it's, like, yeah. vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun entrance to, to see live. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I was going to say, it's October. Was so. she in the next match? Uh no, she just has the vignette. The vignette, yeah. Okay. Uh, she did wrestle later that night, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, she was she was awesome. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, really good vignette. I like the way they did that. It was it reminded me a lot of the uh, the countdown specials you see in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really felt like that, and I'm like, good. I like that. A lot of shows or AEW does it too. Like they kind of take that approach in yeah. telling stories. And I'm like, yeah, good. That's how you're gonna get more people. Yeah. So yeah, it was a, it was a great kind of reintroduction to her character. Mm-hmm. After that, they showed another vignette. This is another thing I appreciated because they were were they introducing the tag team titles. Um, I remember the night they they showed them off on TV. Finally, yeah, yeah. Well, because on the in the vignette, they kind of showed that line of tag team champions. Uh, you could tell they were from WWF. Like going back to the fifties. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they you know, they showed May Young. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. May Young, Wendy Richter, mm-hmm. uh Velvet Ma- McIntyre, Leilani Kai, the jumping bomb angels. And it was a nice nod to the history yeah. of uh women's tag. By the way, that's a dope name, jumping bomb angels. Yeah, like it's <laughs> <that's> a dope <laughs> fucking like, name. Go look them up. They were like miles ahead of their time. Someone today, please take that <laughs> name. That's fucking dope. I honestly was pushing for I, and i kind of i do dislike when they kind of rename teams like you know there was a midnight express 2000 yeah. or you know uh the new rockers mm-hmm. 
But when they put uh, Kyrie and Oscar together, I was like, mm-hmm. make them the jumping bomb angels. Oh Don't God. make them two thousand or part two, just jumping bomb angels. Dude, that's so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and enough people are familiar with like Japanese anime and culture that they they would get it. Yeah, because there's always crazy titles like that. <laughs> so yeah, they even kind of uh, went over a little bit of the or like the last Wow Tag Team Champions, and now that they're bringing it back. So yeah, they, they we had our like I said Reina Reyes wrestle later in the night, and she was in a tag. But the next match was the Disciplinarian with Samantha Smart, who was she was totally in character when we saw them at LA Comic Con. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, was like afraid to approach her. I was just like, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was Discipl- Disciplinarian versus Sassy Massey, and this was her debut debut match in WoW. In WoW, yeah. but if you watch Impact, she's Alicia Edwards. Yeah, what's her character like in Impact? Uh, I haven't seen too much of it, but it's definitely not Boston because <laughs> she is from San Diego. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, her look on WoW, it kind of feels like Carmella esque. Yeah, she, I know. was trying to like pin that down. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's got you know wearing leopard print and. She wears this baseball cap to the ring. Yeah. Also, the names, like, you're, you're going to get a good level of camp in this yeah. promotion. And, like, names like that are going to pop up. Yeah. Sassy Massy. Yeah. And the d- disciplinarian, that's not the first disciplinarian they've had. They had one back in the early 2000s. Mm. But totally. Uh, totally different person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this disciplinarian looks pretty badass, though. She looks pretty athletic. Yeah. This match is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sassy Massey, like, she had a couple of moves that I was very impressed by. Mm-hmm. So it caught me off guard. Well, it ended with her going from a disciplinary one for a clothesline. Sassy Massey uh, tried to counter with a crucifix uh, pin, but then slid into a sunset flip. Mm-hmm. And it was really quick and smooth. Yeah, Sassy, or, yeah, I was calling her Sassy for this <laughs> review. Um, yeah, she's tiny yeah. she's uh she'd be more of a kind of relies on her speed and agility uses some of those high-flying moves yeah yeah they did uh refer to her as kind of being the maybe the quickest wrestler in the company yeah yeah uh, uh, disciplinarians like she's she's thick she's like a um more of a power wrestler for yeah. that promotion yeah yeah um so sassy Massey wins with the sunset flip and then we get into the tags. Uh, it was the Psycho Sisters, Razor mm-hmm. and Fury, who came out with Mesmeriah. Yes. I, that was her debut there, I too. I think she might be homegirl. I'm not 100% sure mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, because I know I've seen Razor in other companies. Sarah Wolf. Razor is Sarah Wolf. Yeah. You uh, said Fury was somebody? Um, She looks familiar, but I don't know where I've seen her. Okay. And they were wrestling Princess Aussie and Reina Reyes. The Pearl of the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> Princess Aussie, also someone who, she I know she has some indie background. I just don't know it. Probably uh, out in Australia. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, Reina Reyes was, I mean, she's always fun to watch in the ring. So. Yeah, she's so good. Oh, she, Reina, duh, I should say this. Reina Reyes is Giselle Shaw on the, on the indies. Yeah, and she trained under Lance Storm. Yeah. So she's got that pedigree. Mm-hmm. And even th- this was another match. It was like a kind of, 
I want to say basic storytelling, fundamental storytelling in the yeah. ring, where Princess Ozzie and, and Raina Reyes kind of isolated the Psycho Sisters. And of course, then there was the interference from Mesmeriah and Psycho Sisters to control. Mm-hmm. And kind of ended when Raina Reyes went for a super kick, uh, which was you know dodged, and she ended up kicking Princess Ozzie in the face. Mm-hmm. So like I said, fundamental storytelling, but it did its job as it an enjoyable match. Uh, yeah, and that's the first round in the WoW Tag Team Championship uh, champ- uh, series. Yeah. So they've actually uh, this season they've got this nice little tournament going on. It was like a it was actually like a pretty cool thing to follow. Again, we got to see the whole <laughs> yeah. thing unfold over the two <laughs> nights, but it was just like, oh, this is actually like cool. They're doing this real tournament. Yeah, it's kind of what makes it hard to to talk about because you know we're not allowed to talk about certain yeah. stuff, but we've seen a lot of it already. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I believe even uh, on the day that we talked to the Dixie Darlings, uh-huh. I think that night on Access was their debut. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah, so we couldn't really get into a lot of stuff yet. Got it. <laughs> and the, so the next match uh, was the main event. It was the triple threat uh, for the number one contendership, which was Jungle Girl versus The Beast versus Havoc. I'm a fan of all three of them. Yeah. Yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah, and we're still pushing for that Jungle Girl, Jungle Boy mixed tag. Dude, Luchasaurus is out right now with a hamstring injury. Oh, is Come he? on, yeah. So, oh, spoiler for yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You haven't caught up on AEW yet, but yeah, he's out with a hamstring injury for a couple of months. So oh, that sucks for him. Well, it's it, the good thing is like it actually worked out that Marco stunts oh, part of the right. stable, so it's like they're they're a team right now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Jungle Girl just shows up as their mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great. Yeah. Oh, and uh, um, what's his face? Pentagon started calling um, Marco Stunt Baby Saurus. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, come on, just I know they're on TNT, but you actually, come on, make a deal. Just yeah. <laughs> Jungle uh, Girl is uh, she's part time. Come on. <laughs> um, this was a short match, uh, but this is one of the things I appreciate about Wow is mm-hmm. that it's only an hour long. Yeah, it keeps moving. Yeah. Good pacing on the show. Yeah, it goes by quick. It doesn't feel like you're like slogging through a three-hour show. Unlike some other <laughs> networks. Anyway. I feel like the, this is, like, the Beast has been impressive. Yeah, she's yeah. dope. Yeah, she's big fa- do, Huge pop from the crowd. Yeah. The crowd loves her. Yeah, she's definitely got her fan base there. I mean, she pulled out a double spear and... Fireman's carry on Havoc. This match actually ended with a no contest after Hazard made her de- debut and interfered right, in the match. Yeah. yeah. Who so is Nevea from Impact? Impact. Yeah. yeah. So the the show ended with uh, Tessa. Like she was in the commentary booth saying that she was going to pick her own number one contender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the, uh, the end of episode one. Yeah, that's their top tier right there. Like they're off to a great start that's their main event yeah seeing like those three plus tessa like it's strong it's a small roster but very strong show yeah um the only thing i the only nitpick i had was um like i don't like a lot of the quick edits Mm. especially since i saw some of those matches live and like yeah i saw how they looked i was just like yeah you don't have to do that yeah i think when it came to the camera work i didn't like sometimes when they were up close, like it was too close. Yeah. Yeah, so you can, uh, 
get like the scope of the ring or yeah. certain moves. Power has a lot has a those issues like not not to this extent, but like yeah. they have those same kind of issues because it's a tiny studio. Yeah, uh, one of the things that that does uh, stick out to me mm-hmm. is that there's no female referees. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird way to go. Yeah, I wonder if it was just scarcity in selection. I mean, they got Knox for that one episode, so <laughs> <laughs> they can get Aubrey. She still takes bookings. Does she? Well, granted, this was before AEW went on air. Yeah. Um, Who's that one in WWE? I forget her name. She's in NXT, right? It's like Jess something, or yeah, they they just had someone else refing, I believe, NXT, like mm-hmm. another women's ref. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they're not that many, I guess, but they're out there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're just not local. Yeah, it could be it too. Like, yeah, so I, th- I mean, Aubrey's the only one I've seen out here. Yeah. So, so yeah, do you want to cover episode two? Episode two. Um, episode two. First up, we had uh, Faith take on the Beverly Hills Babe, uh, Amber O'Neill, Bullet Babe, whatever you want to call her. Uh, I love that they did refer to her as that on the well, show. Well, here's the thing: they <laughs> can. Um, they can do that because New Japan is on access. Yeah. So everyone's got to play nice. Again, I don't know. Demore didn't, he mentioned like there haven't been any talks with New Japan mm-hmm. between App, Impact and them. But I mean, definitely collaboration between WoW and Impact seems pl- plausible. Yeah. Well, you know, New Japan has its loyalty to Ring of Honor. <sighs> I should, they should stop that. I should, yeah. They should stop. Yeah. Stop that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone just just leave Ring of Honor. Yeah, is that why CMLL fired Roosh and Dragon? Oh. Roosh is the one. He, I don't know. He's champ, right? I just heard about this today. Yeah. <laughs> so like, New Japan can't use Dragon Lee anymore. Like he, or they kept his name. No, no, it, it's it's from CMLL. CMLL is like fuck these two, Dragon Lee and Roosh. Yeah, and like anyone who does business with them, we won't work with. So yeah. New Japan's like later. Yeah, and, and so now Dragon Lee is not going to be Dragon Lee anymore. Yeah. <laughs> what John say? He'll be he'll be Lee Dragon on NXT. <laughs> or he could be Tiger Chan. <laughs> Tiger Chan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- you'll see him on NXT. Yeah, he'll be fine. Roosh is in ROH. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which does have a relationship with New Japan. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. New Japan, like, if you're going to cut anything, just, just cut Ring it. Ring of Honor. Cut Ring of Honor. Yeah. Let, let, let them figure shit out first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Faith uh, took on the Beverly Hills Babe, and it took on, and it started the storyline that um, we I wasn't there for this day of the taping because we cut when we cut the last two. Um. So Lana Starr, who's been a long-term veteran with uh, WOW, comes out with Beverly Hills Babe, and she's saying she's entering the tag team tournament. And she does that whole thing where it's like, I'd like to introduce some uh, my new tag team partner, someone who's, uh, you know, she's wonderful, athletic, all this stuff. And, you know, it looks like it's supposed to be Amber O'Neill. But then she introduces Faith the Lioness. <laughs> it comes out, and you're like, what? <laughs> so very, like... That felt very old school storytelling, but it's one of those things that always works. It gets the point across. Yeah. Like, yeah. we know what's about to happen, but yeah. we're still along for the ride. Yeah, because Amber O'Neill's like, oh, thank you. And then, <laughs> <laughs> nope, here's someone younger and prettier. <laughs> 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 uh, 
um faith is um or the lioness they keep they dress her as she's um from what I get, again, another one who I'm like, I think she might be homegrown. I haven't seen her anywhere else. Yeah. Um, young, but very athletic, very definitely like athletically gifted. Yeah. Um, but still pretty green. Um, but uh, her and uh, Beverly Hills Babe, uh, Amber O'Neill, they have like a serviceable match. Um, Amber O'Neill is pretty much dominating for most of the match, and then she's getting cocky. She's talking shit to Lana, um, not WDB Lana Star. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, and then, uh, she cockily goes for her pin, uh, and then Faith reverses, pins her shoulders, and wins the match, and, yeah, I'm like, hey, in-ring stuff, technically, may not have been the best, but story-wise, I'm like, yeah, it it hit everything it needed to. Yeah, again, it's kind of one of the strengths is telling stories. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, story's always king, and you know, wow, they keep it simple. They work well within that hour, and it was it was entertaining. Yeah. Uh, next match was probably something I was looking forward to, especially since I had never seen her live before either. Um, is it was the debut of Adrenaline uh, versus Abilene Maverick, the governor's daughter. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> And they um, show on the ranch too, right? Yeah, too. I'm like, so the farmers dot. I, I, that has to, they have to <laughs> fucking do that. God damn it! Uh, Adrenaline, you may know her as Diamante, formerly of LAX uh, in Impact. Um, so it was it was uh, it was good to see her. She was one of those ones where I was just like, okay, she's definitely from somewhere. Who is that? And you were immediately like, oh, that's Diamante. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, she uh, wrestled at Bar. It's already a year ago. It was last October. And Damn it! See, Mister. <laughs> yeah, I think it's her first and possibly only time. I don't know. I m- might have missed other shows, but it's definitely her first time. And you know, she got the much appreciated uh, "Please Come Back" chance. Yeah, like she was just. She's I mean, really she, good. Yeah, she'd definitely be welcome there. I mean, her. I mean, Joey and Kara Hogan are tight, so you got to yeah. imagine like they'd be cool too. Yeah, and I think you could see her experience uh, in this match. She definitely. Yeah, everything is crisp and mm-hmm. smooth with her. Yeah, uh, Abilene is. Uh, I I didn't know anything about her before this, but like, yeah, she's like comedy wrestler. So it actually like worked well because looking at her, I'm like, I don't know how she's gonna be able to keep up with her like, in that sense, yeah, like athletically. But a- Abilene actually looked really good here. Um, her character stood out really yeah. well. Um, and and she's one of those heels with you know just a bunch of dirty tricks like not not <laughs> too heavy on the wrestling but more dirty tricks yeah and really good with like facial expressions like yeah yeah she's a good actor she's still like character mm-hmm. um but yeah adrenaline I mean Abilene's pulling out every dirty trick she's saying like oh my god she's like doing that pity thing <laughs> in the corner um and it looks good adrenaline definitely very clear heel because she like considers taking mercy and like um she like thinks about what she's about to do. But then Abilene takes advantage of that. Um, but Adrenaline eventually gets the win. Um, she just had the, the bigger arsenal, yeah. um, more athletic ability. And she, she looked great in her debut. Crowd yeah. loved her. Yeah, the, she won with a Canadian Destroyer. Made me wonder if that was the first time. I don't know if that was a de- That looked more like Sunset Flip to Power me. They run. called it a Destroyer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I have to look at it again because I thought her legs were over the arms, not in the mm. pile driver position uh, yeah i don't know how many 
people in that roster would be able to pull off the destroyer. Like if if you have adrenaline in Tessa, for sure you'll see that. Yeah. <laughs> uh next up on the night, uh for continuing the world uh tag team championship tournament, uh you had Holodead and Siren. Holodead is the same Holodead you see in the Indies versus the Bully Busters, Keita Rush and Steffi Slays. Um definitely somebody's favorite wrestler in this room. Um because she's from Dallas, and I'm a Mavericks fan. <laughs> oh, is that why you're a Mavericks fan? It's not that she looks great in those shorts. Anyway. <laughs> I think I'm actually a fan of hers because I had seen her in that pre- previous iteration of WoW. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's obviously the kind of the underdog baby face. Yeah, and I did get to hear something I didn't know about her before. She started at 18 in WoW. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, if you, you know, follow her on social media, mm-hmm. uh you know, she'd talk about, like, you know, she's going to school while she's wrestling. Yeah. So you kind of, like, and we've talked about uh, about that on this show, like, social media and be able, being able to follow wrestlers off screen. Like, you get invested in those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Hall Dead, and I don't know much about Siren the Voodoo Doll, um, but Siren and Hall Dead are tag team. They definitely lean. They're their supernatural yeah. tag team. Um, I always want to call her Mama Shango. That's pretty much what the gimmick yeah. is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Holodead, I mean, if you've seen her on the indies, you know she's going to be good. Yep. Just uh, definitely the experienced one in the ring. Uh, Bully Buster, I mean, just from the name, they're, so, they're clearly uh, Rush and Slays are the fucking biggest baby faces yeah. in that <laughs> company. <laughs> uh, th- yeah, there's supposed to be no um doubt what they are although there, we we did see that one scene where i guess steffi slays and abling maverick have a little like feud going on yeah and <laughs> after abling maverick loses you see steffi slays it's like how's it feel to be a loser and i'm like <laughs> aren't you supposed to be against that <laughs> that's bullying <laughs> yeah uh, maybe that maybe that'll play. We I mean we didn't see it with these tapings, but maybe that'll play out until uh, yeah. slowly turns <laughs> into what she's trying to bust. <laughs> Please do that. Please. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, and then here and Keita Rush could have a few. That'd be great. Yeah, actually, uh, both of them have been coming a long way. Uh, come a long way in terms of their wrestling. Yeah, they've got Tessa training. Yeah. Or- it really shows. I I want to say Jordan Grace is involved with it too. Oh really? Not sure. Hmm. I, I don't quote me on that. I mean, if that is true, it's a good person to have on hand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but Holodead and Siren, again, serviceable match, uh, solid. Um, you just kind of get to see more of everyone's characters is very intro mm-hmm. to the team. Um, I believe all of them were on last season. Holodead and Siren, yes, they were all on last season. Um, uh, Holodead and Siren get the win. Uh, to advance to the next round. It's a pretty quick match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, finally, the main event for that evening. If you're an indie fan, you will immediately recognize the two, and you'll be like, oh, this must have been good. Yeah. Uh, you had Tessa Blanchard, the defending champion, versus Serpentine with Sofia Lopez. I'll get to her in a second. <laughs> Serpentine is no is Thunder Rosa. Yep. Um, I, I mean, we've already talked about it, but uh, yeah, you have two veterans who know what they're doing, who, in terms of story, character, wrestling, yeah. all of it. So I was just like, I knew this was going to be good. And for someone like me who wasn't uh, familiar with Serpentine or Thunder Rosa, I was just like, immediately I could tell it's like the way she was moving around the ring. Yeah. She was, I'm like, oh, she's going to be pretty good. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I was in for a great match. Um, but yeah, Sofia Lopez. I gotta, <laughs> I've gotta dive more into that character because she's a she's a lawyer. Yeah, who manages a bunch of wrestlers? Or how does that how does that work? I mean, it falls into that thing where certain people have jobs and are also wrestlers, yeah. like the disciplinarian. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that is just a funny trope. Um. She actually also manages. Who, she'll be on the next episode of Wow, but um, Nikki Krampus. I don't think you were there for that. No, night. I've heard of the character, but I haven't it's seen it. It's the craziest thing, and then you're like, "What is going on?" <laughs> 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 but yeah, Tessa Serpentine easily the best match of the night. Yeah, um, I actually like the little things like Serpentine does with her character. Like she comes in first, mm-hmm. looking like Serpentor from GI Joe. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And then she comes in, um, and she kind of like messes with uh, Shaw Guerrero, who's the ring announcer. Yeah. Oh, that's one of the things I do enjoy about Wow, at least with Shaw Guerrero, mm-hmm. is that you know the ring announcer is allowed to have a personality. Yeah. Um, and it showed in Lucha Underground too, because Melissa Santos would do it, mm-hmm. where they were allowed to be creeped out by a wrestler or you know happy for a wrestler. Yeah. You know, in other companies. Maybe like the big dog of professional wrestling, mm-hmm. you know they're they're just <laughs> there to announce and they're out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, if you've seen them work, just j- it was a good match, longest match of the night. Maybe that's what, probably why the the first three matches were so short. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this was great match. Good technical wrestling. Uh, and Tessa still busts out the same arsenal in uh, this rank too. She pulls off Magnum mm-hmm. and the. I think her move here is the diamond DDT. Yeah. Um, it's like a hammerlock DDT yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's your WoW champion, deservedly so. And like, you know, I can say further down the season now when she goes against like Beast and Jungle Girl and she has those feuds, it's going to be some good stuff. Look out for, no, no. I, I think she already had the match with Raina Reyes last Saturday. Mm. Um, yeah, I saw that. I was I saw that one live in a yeah. crowd blew up it was yeah. crazy yeah, i think one of the uh, things you'll notice at least you know we're talking about these first two episodes is that you don't see a single suicide dive no and obviously there are wrestlers there that are capable of it mm-hmm. but you know i i like that i didn't see it because i feel like it's so overused mm-hmm. in certain companies where once i see it i know it's going to be a commercial break so yeah yeah it's a uh, welcome that that it's not a crutch here. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been watching the main roster, so I don't know anything about that. <laughs> You're not missing anything. Yeah. Even with like the new announcers, they're still <laughs> Suicide Dive. Who are they? Uh, it's Vic Joseph. They brought Jerry Lawler back, and okay. I can't remember the other guy's name. Okay. <laughs> Who you might like is, I believe it was him. Like he's made uh, references to anime on Raw. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Is there still a heel commentator? Um, you know, not on Raw there isn't. Good. Okay. And, uh, I think on SmackDown, I think it's Graves and Cole. Oh, I don't know sake. if they have a third. Like, this is how bad it is that I watch it and I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, commentary here though. Um, no, he'll come to. They call it straight down the pipe. Um, obviously David McClain. Oh yeah, so David McClain is clearly the the owner. Yeah. 
here or not the owner but like the head of it yeah because the girls will be like make the match happen mclean like oh yeah, yeah. yeah they're d- <laughs> that is pretty funny like all of them are talking shit to him he's like right there <laughs> yeah, i do appreciate that he has someone that um he's the one calling the moves yeah yeah because i don't know if mclean knows or is up on execution of moves nowadays yeah that must have been the huge jump for him like he's yeah. definitely like if he is the one making the decisions, he he's definitely like okay, he's he's listening to the right people. Yeah, uh, I know Stephen Dickey. Uh, we got to talk to him a little bit before the last taping. Um, you can tell he's a big wrestling fan. Yeah, like because he was talking about every company under the sun, and he was just like, yeah, like, yeah, he knows his stuff. Yeah, it's good to have someone like that in your booth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, check. I would definitely check out. Wow, I haven't had a chance to catch up, but uh, for when I remember the tapings, I'm looking at the match listing here. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going on here. Um, uh, and look out for, I, I can spoil this now, but my, my favorite tag team was definitely um, uh, Fire and Adrenaline. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to spoil it. I don't give a shit because <laughs> that's going to be something to look for down the road. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that airs this Saturday and this will come out after that. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't want Genie Bus after me. <laughs> been so nice there go your laker tickets yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so we we'll go from one fun show to we won't talk about the whole show but uh, yeah because i only saw the ending and i was like are you fucking serious <laughs> yeah <laughs> so hell in a cell happened there's a lot of we're trying to catch up to all the news we missed folks so bear yeah. with us <laughs> um I don't know. Where yeah, it happened. Yeah. What happened, Berto? Well, see, like that main event was fine up until a point. It was a perfectly cromulent match. Cromulent? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they started off like already trying to do something different. Like the, the, the cell was red this year. Yeah. They had the red lighting for the Which main event. Which sucks for the live crowd. Yeah. Like I heard if you were up close, it was fine. But the further away from the ring you got, like, oh well, where's the majority sitting, Berto? Yeah. <laughs> so the, even on TV, it was it was distracting. My thing is, if the lighting's going to be red, why did you have to make the cage red? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Who are the ad wizards who came up with this one? I genuinely <laughs> a- asking that question. I'm genuinely asking that question. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the match happens, and we get to the end. And this is where things start to take a turn. Man. Because I, f- I think Rollins hit the Fiend with like 11 curb stomps. The majority of which he kicks out after one. I get no selling like three of those. Yeah. Like that already gets the point across. Yeah. But then it just gets boring. Yeah, because then he brings in a chair, kicks out at one. There's a ladder involved. Uh. What is funny to me is that people uh, were mad about the sledgehammer because <laughs> it was kind of like he, that was oh, the yeah. one thing. I'm like, well, it was on top of like 11 curb stomps and a chair and a ladder. It wasn't the sledgehammer itself. But like, also it's like Bray Wyatt had a large sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah. A comically large one. Yeah. And then it's when Seth pulls out a small one. Yeah. But again, you know, this is the one thing I will defend them on is because it was the sledgehammer on Very, top of oh. everything else. Okay. Like, if it had been the sledgehammer by itself, I would have been like, yeah, what the fuck? 
My, the thing I didn't like was the ref going, no, st- it's not you. I'm like, you don't need to be part of this story. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you're supposed to be an impartial observer in this match. Oh, my God. And, yeah, that you know that's where I'll jump aboard, uh, jump oh. aboard with everybody else. Is, you know, he shouldn't, the ref shouldn't have an outcome in, or be part of the outcome in a match. No. And, you know, it's the hell in a cell. Like, there's a reason that these matches happen in the cell is whatever happens, happens in yeah. there yeah you, you know what's crazy is that wwe's twitter actually teased this way before the match happened did they so it, it said how do you think the match will end pinfall submission and that's where it should stop yeah or disqualification and everyone lost their mind like oh fuck yeah well that was a part of the thing that added to the confusion you know if you're watching the show yeah Xbox was confused for sure. Yeah, on the watch along. <laughs> like, okay, so like we just reviewed WoW, and in the the triple threat in that first uh, the, the debut episode or the premiere episode, it ended in a no contest. Yeah, and they were very clear about it right away. Yeah, this is a no contest, and you know the problem with the Hell in a Cell is that we didn't have that clarity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everyone, you know, was just thinking, wait, this is a DQ. There's no DQ in a Hell in a Cell match. And well, DQ or no contest makes yeah, no again, sense in Hell in a Cell. It, yeah, it shouldn't happen in Hell in a Cell. And they did it last year. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, oh. So it it takes away the the meaning of having these matches in a cell. Yeah, what's the point? I yeah. thought like anything goes. And I know they I think they tried to say referee stoppage. Yeah. But even even in that even that doesn't make sense in wrestling, period. Re- yeah. TKOs, KOs, um, referee stoppage, they don't make sense in wrestling because if someone's out yeah. or unable to continue, wouldn't you just then pin them? Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So that doesn't work either. Yeah, unless TKO? No, because if you, they're out and then it's like you pin them. Oh. Right? Yeah. I... I I don't know if I sound crazy there. I've just no. <laughs> yeah, see, and I feel like they totally booked themselves into a corner because even having the fiend, mm-hmm. you know, kick out after one so many times. Say he does win the match, like who's gonna beat this guy now? Yeah, like you've established that he's pretty much invincible. Tyson Fury. Yeah. Beat the fiend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a boxing match, yeah, Tyson Fury whooped that ass, but. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we'll get into that in a bit. <laughs> is the fiend at Crown Jewel? I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to watch it. So yeah, I, I won't watch it, and that's yeah. for completely different reasons. Oh, but yeah, he's uh, wrestling. I'm not going to watch it for those same reasons, <laughs> and for <laughs> the fact uh, that it looks like shit. On so. top of it, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. He he has a rematch with Seth Rollins, <laughs> which again, I watch the show every week, and uh, I didn't even remember that. I found out from listening to another podcast. <laughs> I, I just follow Twitter and I, I watch all the news on on YouTube, like, and I, I like doing it that way just because it's like at least they've had time to digest it. It's not yeah. like a gut reaction. It's like um, I go to Cultaholic, What Culture, and um, Wrestling Observer, um, and uh, and Wrestling with Regret. Really highly recommend that channel. But yeah, uh, yeah I just what what are they doing here? I I don't. It is somebody not. Telling Vince like, "Hey, this is not good," because that crowd reaction was the most visceral I've seen in a while. Yeah, 
Yeah, we and I talk- thought it was bad before. Yeah, we hadn't even talked about the crowd yet. The crowd no. was booing. They were chanting "restart the match." They were chanting "refund." They were chanting "AEW." Yep. I'm like, just on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> like part of the thing about wrestling is being able to read a crowd. Yeah. And they totally whiffed on that on this one. You do not want your crowd chanting your competition's name. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not gonna like lead to oh, it's a devil. It won't lead to that, but it's like you don't want that. Yeah. You know, I feel bad for the performers who had to like do that. Yeah. You know. Even Cody, this tells you how bad it was. Even Cody was just like, because uh, when someone asked him, about like, well, what do you think about the tra- ca- crowd chanting AEW after Hell in a Cell? And he was just like, I don't want to badmouth the guys because I heard one of them got a concussion. But, I mean, it is gratifying to know that, like, you know, our product has a market. Yeah. But it's like, even he didn't want to take, like, and they've taken some shots. Yeah. At uh, WWE. It's like, even he didn't want to, like, I don't want to take a shot at this. This is bad. This is yeah. bad. <laughs> Yeah, the ending of this match was so bad. It felt like they were trying to ignore it the next night on Raw. That's what I heard. They yeah. didn't even mention it. Yeah, so, you know, usually the night after pay-per-view, they'll open up with a recap. Yeah. They did not do that. Yeah, because they have a lot of fans who, you know, maybe can't afford the network, can't afford to buy the pay-per-view. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, that. oh, wait. Yeah. yeah. And plus, on top of that, like, Raw's, Raw is a recap. <laughs> yeah, but in, in it's hard to do because did they recap the night at all? No, they, like, didn't mention Hell in a Cell for... for the first two hours. But you had like title changes. Like the Kabuki Warrior. I hate calling him that. Yeah. Um, Kyrie and Asuka. They're the new tag champs yeah. after that night. She had an awesome spot in, the, in that night. Yeah. I, I'm worried that they'll uh, they'll overdo the mist thing. Oh, of course. She will. pulled it out again on Raw. Oh, my God. I'm like, of course no, they will. Like, don't make this her thing every night. This is what. I love about the miss is that you don't see it often. Yeah. Yeah. Of course they will though. Yeah. It's WWE. Um, Brian Alvarez actually put this in like I put this a good way. Um, whether uh, however you feel about the guy or not, uh, whether you like him or not. Um, he said everywhere it's long term booking, like they'll put a storyline is W Vince McMahon thinks in moments. Yeah. And he wants those moments to shine. So when you look back in the in the p- video package, it's just like, oh, she did this or he did that. Yeah. And those moments don't really mean anything if there's no strong booking behind it. Yeah. So I'm sure the mist on Raw looked great. It'll be a great clip, but you're like, we just saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I They started doing the moments thing for WrestleMania a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I instantly hated it. Oh, sure, WrestleMania moment. They say it like every, yeah. every five minutes. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, so I've taken you didn't watch SmackDown last week either. Nope. <laughs> so. Draft, uh, right? Yeah. Oh, even the draft was like a clusterfuck. <laughs> of course it was. Course. Like it, The draft used to be fun to watch. Yeah. But this year it seemed like every, like all the champions got drafted to the shows they're part of. That's, you know, that's a given. I'll, I'll let them have yeah, that. I mean, like the Raw champion should just go to Raw. That should be automatic. Yeah. They shouldn't be part of the draft pool. Yeah, you know what I mean, but because they've they've drafted champions before to the other show. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, like it's that kind of like oh, it's unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you again, well, you can't have two world champions on one show, so they always have to figure a way. Okay, you can out of do it. unexpected. The decision still has to make sense. Yeah, a lot of the people or a lot of wrestlers got drafted to the brands they were already on. Yeah, so no big surprises. Yeah, so and then I believe Raw. I heard this whole rant about um, 
again, Brian Alvarez bitching about this, and <laughs> rightfully so. Um, they drafted Rod drafted Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross separately, even oh. though you can <laughs> you draft tag teams as one unit as one pick. Yeah, I, t- I talked about this in our the wrestling thread. Yeah. Yeah, so Raw wasted a pick by drafting them separately, and then the next day traded them to SmackDown as a tag team. <sighs> Is does USA want to look incompetent here? So, like the best part about the draft for me, like uh, even so, each show or network had war rooms. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. That's yeah. a nice touch. Well, it was fine. At, you know the first couple times, but okay. like we didn't need to see it every time, right? Like you know, one of the fun things again for me about the draft is seeing the wrestlers' reactions. Yeah, and we got none of that. What? None. No. Whoa. Yeah. See, that's what I want. See, that's the part of the draft I I want to see. Like, because yeah. if you see like NFL, NBA draft, it's like they're all sitting at the table, yep. they're by the phone, yeah. And then like when they get picked, they put on the hat. Like yep. do that stuff. Yeah. Like, see, that would look great. Yeah, they used to do that because it, the wrestlers would be sitting backstage watching the monitor. Someone would get drafted, and you would see their reaction, you know, happy or pissed or whatever it was, yeah. and then they'd you know, put on the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't get that this year. Oh, my God. We did get Cletus in the war room. <laughs> that was the one thing I was so against with them going to Fox. Like, I don't want Unless Brock Lesnar fights Cletus. I'm no, fine with that. You know how they have his, his, uh, his little crayon where they've had, I remember when they were uh, promoting one of the uh, Terminator movies. Okay. You know, the... I believe it was the T-800, you know, like, busted through the cryon and, you know, destroyed Cletus, you know, <laughs> for one of the Avengers movies. It wasn't part of the cryon, but they had, like, Iron Man, mm-hmm. like, crush Cletus. <laughs> so I'm like, give me a cryon where Brock Lesnar comes out and F5s Cletus. Yeah. I mean, just as long as it's that little, you know, few-inch thing in the corner of the screen, I'll be fine with that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that that should be the main event of Crown Jewel, Brock Lesnar versus Cletus. <laughs> No, I wouldn't watch it still. <laughs> I'd watch the, the clips. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't watch it. Like, the only thing that got me to check out Crown Jewel one year was just to see how bad that Undertaker-Bill Goldberg match was. Oh, I didn't even watch that. That is the saddest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, this Monday on Raw, Seth Rollins hunts down Bray Wyatt. I don't understand that either because I thought Firefly Funhouse which is like the best vignette they yeah. have going. Um, and as much as I shit on WWE, even I love that segment. Yeah. I thought that was supposed to be like, you know, a representation of like his mind or something. Yeah. And he's the supernatural character. No, Seth Rollins just shows up and burns it down. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that bummed me out because this means that the funhouse has been in the back of an arena every week. Yeah, so the, I, j- I just want to picture like... It'd actually be kind of funny if we saw this, but if <laughs> just Bray Wyatt like packing up the house, putting <laughs> it in a truck, and then driving arena to arena. <laughs> that should be a ride along episode. I just like him talking to the puppets on the ride. Yeah, so uh, I feel like they're gonna. I I like. I would like to stay optimistic, but they're just they're not gonna do anything with Bray. Yeah, I don't think he'll get the belt. And he's like the best thing going for them right now. What's your take on Seth Rollins, by the way? I used to like Seth a lot. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like they've, I don't know if neutered's the right word. He's just not, hasn't been a great baby face. That's definitely part of it. Yeah, like he was so much better as a heel. Yeah, for sure. 
like and he's been a good face before but i don't know i just feel like they haven't given me any reason to cheer him lately yeah so his book i mean booking's been bad across the board but um also it's uh, i don't i can't quite put my finger on it mm-hmm. it's like i like the dude himself, like outside of there i like him yeah it's like yeah he's the guy right now but it's not it, he's not that level of over he's not like a He's not a Stone Cold. He's not yeah. a Rock. He's not a. He's not a Shawn Michaels. He's not a Bret Hart. But they're trying to put him in that yeah. position. He, there's something about it. he's just he's not quite that over. Yeah, I don't know how to put that. It feels like he used to be. I really, I, I I'm not familiar with his run. Well, obviously not on those levels of those right. guys, but you know the crowd. He was on them. his way there. Yeah. Okay. I I haven't seen like that run when the Shield was like still fresh. Yeah. And even the post Shield. Like I have no attachment to Dean Ambrose. Yeah. I only know him as John Moxley. I've That's kind of good for you, though. Yeah, it's great. I'm like, yeah, Moxley's doing fine. Well, like, I, he, <laughs> you didn't have to suffer through. Yeah, his uh, time in WWE. Yeah, and that's kind of the same thing with Roman Reigns too. I just like, okay, he's he's cool. I like the guy. Niners Roman Reigns, Niners fan, cool. Beat cancer, like the guy. Yeah, but okay, this this should tell you. He's not quite there. He's not on that level. But this should tell you how bad WWE's booking is. Mm-hmm. Back to their booking. The guy beat cancer yep. earlier this year. Yeah. Right in time for WrestleMania. He should be the most over person in that company. He should be the biggest baby fit. Everyone should just love him. Yeah. Literally a couple of months after he came back, you were already starting to hear the booze again. Yeah. It was just funny. They were trying to protect him from that. Initially, when he came back, not from the best in the world, <laughs> Shane McMahon. Yeah, but he's fucking. St- it's another. I don't really want to go yeah. back to that. I don't. Know. Yeah, you know they kept him away from the title picture. I think because they knew if they put him right back in, people would hate him again. Yeah, but but they're they've do they're doing that and they're starting to hate him again. I'm like, yeah, Jesus. It was just funny because like it's not Lowell Reigns wins again like he was the first time. I wonder what is it they need to do to fix that because he's perfectly capable in the ring he doesn't have a bad match like he they're not feeding him lines like suffering I mean, he doesn't have anymore. a bad match but i'm never like texting you guys about it after i'm never going oh my yeah. god did you guys see that he did, he's serviceable yeah most of the time you know he had a great match with buddy murphy i don't know how much of that was buddy murphy though i think in that one it had to be both of them it was okay. a good match okay yeah i'd recommend that one okay i'll check that out yeah um but yeah, I don't know what it is about Roman. I'm like, I like the dude. I wonder if it's just at this point we're conditioned to not like him. <laughs> so their first misstep, like granted you missed this, but when they were the shield, Ambrose was the mouthpiece for that group and it fit perfectly. Yeah. Roman was the guy who didn't say much, but he was just there to wreck shit. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they split up, you know, they tried to make Roman like a Cena. Mm-hmm. And that was their first wrong step. Yeah, yeah. They should just not have. I mean, they've. I shouldn't be surprised by all of WWE's booking. Like, I mean, they pushed Cena down that direction. Like, you should be listening to the crowd. Like, they should not be booing your top baby face like this. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. And so, so you missed the the Royal Rumble in Philadelphia when The Rock came out. I think I see, I've seen a clip. Is that the one where it's like he is for Roman Reigns? Yeah. So it's like he raised the arm and then the crowd was like booing him. Yeah. Or and Rock's like, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. That's how bad it was at one point. Jesus Christ. 
Like, I don't know. Does Vince not see this? Is someone lying to him? Is I feel like. Well, like, what what's going on back there? And I know people are just like, no, it's just that's their plan. That's their, I'm like, no, not when it's been this long. Yeah. Like, there's something going on back there. Yeah. I mean, he kind of did the same thing with Cena. Yeah. No company, trust me, no giant company wants to see their product get booed. Yeah. None. Yeah. Granted, like, as much as I didn't Unless like. Unless they, they, unless for a heel, obviously. Yeah. But. You know, as much as I didn't like the Super Cena era, you kind of understood it because he was a hero to kids. You know, and obviously they're a big part of your demographic, if not the main part of your right. demographic. So how do you turn that guy heel? And he's a special case because he's like done the most, or granted the most, make a wish mm-hmm. like wishes in history. So I could see why on the corporate front they wouldn't want to turn Cena, even at the cost of the Nexus. <laughs> yeah, good lord. <laughs> but you know, like Reigns doesn't have to be that. I mean, even, like, The Rock is a good example. When he came out and he was super baby-faced, the crowd hated him, <laughs> and they turned him because it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know what's going on there. I'm I'm hoping it all changes when Vince goes to the XFL. We didn't even get to the whole thing with Bischoff that just happened. <laughs> oh. Uh, but yeah, so Bischoff is out as executive, whatever the position is called, director yeah. of SmackDown. Uh, and Bruce Pritch- Bruce Pritchard is back in is in uh, running the show, and apparently he's been running the show the whole time. Uh, from yep. reports like I've seen on a couple of sites, uh, it just looks like Bischoff wasn't doing anything. Yeah, I'd, I'd <laughs> heard observing. Yeah, I've heard rumors that he spent a lot of time in catering. <laughs> <laughs> he probably knew. He was just like, "This is I can't say this. What, what am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think his next podcast will be called Eighty Three Days? Oh my god, that'd be great. <laughs> I hope it is. It actually his his current one's actually a pretty good show. Uh, Eighty three weeks. Yeah, whatever. it's actually pretty. It's him and Conrad Thompson. It's pretty good. I, I'm I'm waiting <laughs> for that episode. I gotta see what the hell he says. He's, yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. Speaking of it, Pritchard again, he's someone that I feel like Vince is almost too comfortable with. I don't think Pritchard's gonna like. Uh, yeah. do anything to like make any major changes he's yeah. just gonna keep vince happy yeah it's like he's not working to put on the best show he's working to just not get fired or incur vince's wrath yeah yeah it's kind of bummed that uh Heyman ended up on raw or being the what's his title there same uh, thing uh i was hoping for more a return to the smackdown six era when Heyman was kind of the creative there no, but you got like, another cuckold angle. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> I even watched like a little thing. Wrestling with Regret did a thing on a uh, gold dust uh-huh. and, and covering his whole career, and it's just multiple cuckold angles <laughs> there. I'm like, what the fuck is with this WWE? <laughs> uh, See, no, that's why it's such a big fetish now because the kids watching then. <laughs> <laughs> This is why I'm glad that I record raw mm-hmm. because ugh, there's so much to forward through nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can forward through like half the show and not miss anything. Yeah. The Hulu broadcast seems to be like a favor. It's like, cool. I don't need the three hours. Let me just get through an hour of it. It's fine. Yeah. 
Like, I wonder what they cut out now, because they've been known to cut out good stuff in the past. Well, remember that one time I saw you at bar, and, <laughs> like, everyone was raving about Cesaro Ricochet, and I'm yeah. like, oh, cool, I'll watch it on Hulu. <laughs> Guess what match was cut out? <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> it's like the one reason I even turned it on, it's, like, not on there. I'm like, come on. <laughs> Why did they even cut it? Just put the whole episode up. Not enough cuckolding. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that was all Heyman, like his idea. So I'm wondering if he's out of touch too. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's been in that system for how long now? Her, he hasn't been out on the indies. Yeah. Or I wonder if it's a, like I know Vince will like this. Yeah, it could be that too. <laughs> Heyman's probably just like, I'm just here to get paid. Yeah. Just like a lot of those other wrestlers there, like, you know, we're sad we're not seeing Shinsuke or AJ. And, you know, Oscar pushing the moon. They're probably just happy to be like, hey, um, I'm near 40, so yeah. I'm just here to get paid. Like, they're all training like a retirement home. Have we found out the reason why Finn's back on NXT? When what? Vince what? Why Finn is back on NXT. Finn. No idea. Like, I, I haven't heard anything. I'm assuming he's just happier there. Yeah. I mean, I like that, it, you know, after being the main roster and universal champion, IC champ. You know. Just kind of smiling at the camera. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it does bring, like, a a big name back home to NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't been back on yet, has he? Uh, other than the first episode. Well, I know he's already in a feud with Adam Cole. Uh-huh. Um, Great. Two ex-Bullet Club guys. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> One's a ghost. Yes. <laughs> that fat-ass Adam Cole. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, see, even that, that would have been... Like, granted, I know that was, like, the debut episode on USA. You want to make that big splash. But if they had held off on that. That wasn't the debut episode. That was the one going against the AEW. Yeah. Oh, that's what I mean. Like, that was the yeah. first two-hour on USA. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah, because the first two were only an hour long. Got it. Because, you know, it was the end of Suits. Yeah. <laughs> um, but imagine if they had held off on that and made him a draft pick. Yeah. Right? If like, they're trying to treat... and I'm, I'm still unclear on that. Is NXT supposed to be a main roster show now yeah because well i mean it could be just like the company line but the wrestlers in nxt like they they try not to call it like a call-up anymore Mm -hmm. they try to call it like a lateral move or like Uh, you're moving to another brand instead of moving up but yeah that was another surprising thing with the draft like we didn't get any nxt picks because everyone in nxt is like no we're good (laughs) we're good we don't want to go yeah fine and johnny gargano said he's happy staying at nxt same with uh Leave him there. Just leave him be. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> yeah, they would ruin him on the main yeah. roster. I mean, like they draft. You know, they they called up some NXT guys, and it looked like things were kind of headed in the right direction. Like when they were showcasing like Ricochet and mm-hmm. Alistair Black, but you know, we've barely seen Alistair Black Where ever the since. Where's he been? Like they start. They used him last week, uh-huh. but you know he's just been doing vignettes backstage for like. He's just hanging out next door to the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. I mean, it could be because he would... Have you seen any of these vignettes? No. He'd just be sitting in the dark by himself, like, wanting to fight someone. Mm-hmm. I think there was a point where, he, like, he looked off to the side, like, someone was finally going to, like, step into that room. So it would have been funny if he had just been next door to the <laughs> Funhouse the entire time. <laughs> just do something with him. He's so talented. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. It's a shame. Uh, I mean... I, I can tell Andrade and Ricochet seem yep. to be the only ones getting like TV time. It's because they're handsome men. Yeah. Did they cover this at a uh, Pingles panel at LA Comic Con? Oh, Elaine got 
up in arms about that. I'm yeah. Like, He's a handsome, Ricochet's a handsome man. <laughs> yeah. You don't cover that with a mask. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I don't know what. Uh, wait a minute, it's it's Wednesday. What just happened last Raw? That oh, it was the fire. it was the fun Seth house. burning down. Yeah. Oh, this it is, burned it down. This is another one of my beasts from uh, Raw this past Monday. So Braun Strowman got drafted to SmackDown, okay, and then has his contract signing on Raw. He's a SmackDown guy now. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, I even they had a contract signing. I didn't watch it. Tell me about Tyson Fury. <laughs> oh, so oh yeah, so they have their fight at Crown Jewel. Yep. Tyson Fury, a very polarizing guy, has a very um, to be honest, a, a relatable story with like mental health. Mm-hmm. He was fighting depression, and um, all he, he, people thought he was never going to box again. He let his health go, ballooned up to uh, like four hundred pounds because he's a big dude. He's like six, a legit six nine. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, people thought he was just done with, but you know he he got help, got through it. Um, he went on a crazy like keto diet, and eventually fought his. Way. He's the lineal uh, heavyweight champion in boxing. Okay. Um, so he's undefeated, and he <coughs> uh, eventually got his way back to the ring and started winning again. He actually had this crazy fight with Deontay Wilder, which uh, you might have seen the GIF online. Mm-hmm. It's the one where it's like he gets dropped and then he kind of gets up like the Undertaker. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Deontay Wilder is probably the hardest puncher in all of boxing right now. Yeah. Um, Tyson Fury is probably the best boxer, if that makes sense. Like on a technical level, mm-hmm. he has way more ways to win. Uh, that's why that fight went to a draw because apparently Tyson won more rounds, but Deontay actually dropped him in one round. Yeah. Um. So arguably one of the best heavyweights in the world. Not arguably, he is one of the best heavyweights in the world, um, and but the heavyweight scene in boxing isn't like the Muhammad Ali days, yeah. George I mean, Foreman days. It's not. It's, it's not been a like long that. time. Yeah. So he is famous um, in the sports world in boxing, of course. Uh, every sports fan will know who he is. But as far as that mainstream appeal, he's not like a, a Floyd or a Manny, yeah. or even a Canelo. Uh, he's not that level of fame. Yeah. Which is why I don't understand the crossover. With him coming to WWE, you know, this just occurred to me right now. Uh, you know, when they started doing the Saudi shows, mm-hmm. like when they did the greatest Royal Rumble ever in history, <laughs> they wanted Yokozuna, who's been deceased for a long time. Oh. So WWE got like a different sumo wrestler. Sumo. <laughs> you know, the rumors they wanted Andre the Giant, yeah, and Ultimate Warrior, both deceased. Yeah. So I wonder if in this one they're like, oh, get us that boxer Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what happened. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. Is the internet just really slow over there? I don't understand how that happens. Uh, yeah. Well, I do have a question. I don't know if you, you know the answer to this, because it seemed like some people who were wrestling fans and boxing fans were upset about Tyson Fury being involved. He said some kind of like, I could be wrong, but he said some homophobic and um, like some kind of racist stuff. Okay. I It's one of those things like, I'm not sure if he's like, yeah, I don't think he's like white supremacist type mm-hmm. of right but he's you know it's it's kind of like that old ar- that older uncle who's not pc type yeah. of racist yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah he's, he's kind of like that so some people don't like him yeah have you ever seen avenue q uh no <laughs> there's a song called everybody's a little bit racist yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so he's probably that one uncle at Thanksgiving. It's like, oh, let's not talk to him. Don't bring up that you're not dating somebody the same race. Yeah. As an MMA fan, uh, how do you feel about the Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar thing? I'm I'm very torn because I'm happy for Cain. Mm-hmm. He's officially retired. He's done with MMA. And rightfully so, he's had so many injuries over the years. He's... Um, uh, left the USADA testing pool, which means like uh, if you are in the UFC, you have to enter this testing pool with them. It means like um, you're subject to random testing. So yeah. even if you don't have a fight coming up, you might get a visit from them. Yeah, they'll 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 call you and be like, "Hey, we're coming over." I'm like, "Okay," and yeah. you have to be available uh, to stay an active fighter. Yeah. So even guys who retire from MMA, like. They'll stay in that pool for like a year just in case it's like, nah, let's get one more fight or like one more opportunity comes up. Yeah. So like Uriah Faber is a perfect example. He was he said he was retired. He mm. never left the testing pool. Ended up having like one more fight. Yeah. Kane flat out left it, which usually means it's like, oh, so free game. He's not coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe um, even when Brock left the first time, you see first that he didn't leave that testing pool okay so like there was like a chance he would come back so kane leaving that means like he's for sure retired yeah um good for him i'm glad he's found another way to make money and he seems to actually like the sport and took it a little bit more seriously as opposed to someone who's just like i'm gonna show up and do this i just make an appearance like Mm -hmm. tyson yeah it's like okay he put the mask on he loves he likes lucha libre yeah i went down to triple a um but I'm torn because I'm like, this kind of takes away from wrestlers. He got, like, I'm guessing he got a big payday. I know Tyson definitely oh. got a big payday. Yeah. Um, and also, it's harder for me to believe that, like, they're probably going to have Brock win mm-hmm. at Crown Jewel. Which makes, it ve- which makes it very hard for me to believe because Kane, I don't know if you saw their their actual fight, but Kane not just, didn't just beat him. He made him look stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That's why you know what when he uh, came out with uh, Ray Mysterio, mm-hmm. you know, there's a second of confusion. People thought it was Dominic. Oh, and then <laughs> you know, not every wrestling fan is an MMA fan. I'm a very casual MMA fan. Yeah, enough that I've seen that fight, mm-hmm. but I haven't followed his career. Right. So when he came out and people were like, oh, "Who the fuck is this guy?" I'm like, "No, this guy legitimately beat up Brock Lesnar." Yeah, but and that's the thing. Kane again, he's kind of like, t- like famous within his circle. Yeah, famous w- famous within sports world. I don't think like that many fans in WWE would know him. He's probably there to bring people like me there. Yeah. Who who are familiar with both. Yeah. But to me it's just like I don't know if that works cuz I know Kane is again, he's been plagued with injuries kind of over the hill in that sense. If you got like the current champ to show up, I'd be like, "What's going on?" <laughs> that might be different, but uh yeah, so I'm torn. I I don't want the attention to go away from because they have so much talent now yeah why are you bringing all these celebrities that are going to just pull yeah. away attention from them it's that blood money yeah tyson for sure he got like 15 million for one fight that's probably over in like two minutes yeah and he'll take like one bump and then he'll punch braun and that's it <laughs> and then yeah. it's like oh we can't afford health insurance for the wrestlers yeah. it's like fucking <laughs> assholes you're gonna pay fifteen million for a fight that like no one outside of Saudi Arabia is gonna watch. Yeah, wasn't there uh, a point when people thought or hoped that uh, Daniel Cormier would fight or wrestle? I mean, uh, yeah, it's when the UFC was still a Fox. 
Okay. They thought like that was that could happen, but they're with ESPN now, so okay. that's less likely to happen. Because yeah, I know he's a fan. Oh yeah, he's yeah. for sure a fan. Yeah, uh, but I don't know how much he follows outside of WWE. So, no. but yeah, I mean he's definitely happy for Kane. Yeah. Um, if this had happened right after their first fight, I'd probably be a little more excited to be like, "What are they going? How are they going to do this?" But yeah. I mean, Kane did sign a multi-year deal. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, I don't know how I'd feel with if he won the belt. I'd yeah, I was going to ask you like if that changes your opinion on him wrestling, like if he's in it for the long haul with one company. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna. It's not gonna change my opinion of him personally but i just again i don't like the idea of like some a celebrity coming in and taking away attention i guess i mean if he pulls it off like ronda maybe that'll work yeah um you know and that's probably the best case scenario i hope that's what happens but i mean he's never been good on the mic i don't know how entertaining yeah he'll be so yeah Mm -hmm. i'd rather just be like hey you have and i'll i'll Say for all the shit I give WWE, they have the deepest, most talented roster yep. in the planet. Also, the most misused. <laughs> and exactly, that's yeah. my point. I'm like, yeah. you have a lot of guys just sitting there, and even like the guys who are getting humiliated on air <laughs> want to leave. <laughs> Shout out to Mike Canellis. <laughs> I hope you get your release. Yeah, I mean, you brought up Ronda Rousey, which I mean, I feel like we've skipped over like the biggest news over the last three weeks, and that was the season. Nine debut of Total Divas. <laughs> oh my God! How could I? But Ronda Rousey's part of that show, which I never would have. Like I wouldn't have pictured her. They were filming this a while ago. Yeah, because I wasn't following her as much, but I was following um, Sonya Deville, mm-hmm. and like the stuff they, the footage they were showing, it was like, oh, that was on her Instagram like over a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Um cool they do you know, all these shows i'm i don't i've never watched it it used to be a fun show to watch like okay. i don't watch reality tv mm-hmm. um was it in kayfabe or was it for real like just them uh it was kind of just them as as them as it would be on reality tv okay um and you could totally tell that they would use some of that to build storylines mm-hmm. on you know the main roster okay but now it's just so kind of overproduced like it's not reality. If, if that was like a documentary style type of thing, I'd probably dig that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, part of the fun for me watching before is because, you know, when the Bellas were on it, I'm not a fan of the Bellas, mm-hmm. but that meant we got some Daniel Bryan. We got some John Cena. Yeah. Who were always fun to watch. Is it Jay Uso that's married to Trinity slash Naomi? But he would be on. Like he hasn't been on this season so far. I haven't seen him on. Has he been on TV? No, they haven't. I think they had one match after the DUI, and they haven't been on since. Mm. That could be punishment, though. Yeah. But hey, that was, that was part of the fun for me, was seeing those guys mm-hmm. right, outside of the ring. Yeah. But yeah, we haven't been getting that this year. Oh, they're covering. Yeah, the cor- people who haven't been on, have the Iconics been on? No, they got drafted to Raw, so I'm hoping they they get put on. Oh, like, they yeah. haven't been on since they lost the belts, which... Wow, that's a long time. Or that I can think of, because I really I don't remember them being on since then. Wow. Well, Peyton did go get married. Oh, okay. Yeah. Part of it. Yeah. But, I mean, still, a month tops. Yeah. See, I, I know they kind of get you know, crap for not being that great in the ring. 
but I've seen clips of Billy Kay because she was in Shimmer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like that thing of WWE, like kind of limiting what people can do. Um, and of course, if you follow the Iconics on social media, they're so fun to watch. Yeah, they, they even if they weren't that great in the ring, which I kind of disagree with. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're so entertaining, such strong characters, good on the mic. Yeah, like they make they more than make up for it. Yeah, see, I feel like that's a lot of the a lot of the problem with WWE currently is that you see all this character on social media, but you never see it on yeah. screen. Yeah, they should be you know making the most of. You know. Oh, by the way, if you watch Power, wow, strong. Like, the entire time I've been watching WWE for the last two years, yeah. that one hour of NWA Power, yeah, the best mic work. Like, their mic work blows away everything I've seen. I've heard the promos are good, yeah. Holy shit, yeah. You have to be, like, strong in the mic to be in that promotion. Yeah. Yeah. Better than anything I've seen on WWE TV, period. All right. That'll be yeah. part of my catch-up this weekend. Mm-hmm. I have like eighteen hours yeah, of wrestling. Just one hour, <laughs> one hour of TV. I was just like, that was better promo work than yeah. anything I've seen. I mean, it helps that Billy Corgan's been a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I just uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what WWE does. Let's let's end on a happy note. What's a good story that happened? I mean, okay, we talked about how good. Uh, well, this is away from like all the TV stuff. Yeah, We've yeah. talked about how SoCal's a great. Uh, like place for independent wrestling, yeah, and we've got a lot of good shows coming up. Mm-hmm. So let, let's like put some shine on like. Uh, oh fuck yeah! Yeah, so bar wrestling. That, you mentioned earlier, right? The mm-hmm. there'll be a, the, the next Halloween show. Halloween. Um, who's on that one? We know uh, Orange Cassidy, Priscilla Kelly. That's, that? I mean, that's the main reason I want to go. I'm gonna see Orange Cassidy live before he's yeah swallowed up by AEW <laughs> for full time. Um, is that the show that? Uh, Nick Gage is on? Is it the Halloween show? I believe so. There's a lot of fucking people on this. Yeah. I know Eric Watts is on that show. Yeah, you got Watts and Rockness Monsters against, uh, oh, a uh, friend from WoW, Katarina. Nice. Who is the Temptress in WoW uh, versus Christina Von Ayer and Heather Monroe. You got Orange Cassidy, Priscilla Kelly. Uh, you got. Uh, Bateman and Andy Brown, who are called the Sexy Time Murderers, <laughs> versus uh, Ruby Ray's and Nicole Savoy. Oh, I didn't even know. Oh, see that? Yeah, like, see, that's already good. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Ruby Ray's. Yeah, you got Brian Cage, Chris Statlander, uh, J- J- fucking Jake Atlas is there again. Uh, versus Dom Kubrick and Team C Stars. Not familiar with that. Uh, I've seen them in Sabotage in Texas. Okay. Oh, so it looks like. Joey's finally starting to bring some Texas talent over. Yeah. Uh, Joey Ryan himself will be in action against uh, Addie Starr in a barefoot Lego match. And <laughs> more that is more devastating than any <laughs> Hell in a Cell Elimination Chamber match I've ever seen. That is, I don't know how that has to be unsanctioned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's getting you sick, fuck chance. Yeah. Exa- oh, the whole time, for sure. <laughs> I didn't even know, but I'm gonna. I have to fucking go. <laughs> yeah. It's Halloween. It's gonna be a mess out there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, bar. That I mean, that's that's the show to go to. I mean, that's the Halloween show. They've got another show, November sixth. Yep. That one's at the Bootleg Theater in Los Angeles. They haven't announced like a full card yet, uh, but it looks like a lot of the same names are there. Yeah, like I know. You uh, have Los Luchas there. Looks like uh, you have Doomfly there. Kikotaro? Oh shit! Yeah. Wow. 
uh, I know <laughs> Roxy's on the uh, the card for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's another one that I've seen in Sabotage in Texas. Okay. So it, uh, there's a clip out there uh, recently where she was supposed to wrestle Joey Ryan, where they were like kind of mm-hmm. planning out their match. And to Joey's credit, he always leaves it up to his opponent whether or not they want to do the dick flip. And then someone I off. I haven't seen anybody say no every yeah. time I've been there. <laughs> well, in this case, he, as they're planning it, you hear someone off screen go, she's 17. <laughs> So they're like, okay, so no dick flip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that show looks uh, equally good. I'm uh, excited for that one. So yeah. this is a that that's a heavy wrestling week. So it's such a blast too. Yeah, we always highly recommend anyone go to a bar show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, especially for me who that was my first. That was the first indie promotion I've ever seen. Yeah, and like that's I got me hooked. Yeah, I've, that went a long way in getting me back into this whole wrestling scene. Yeah, I've brought like a few like non fans or labs fans to bar shows, and they always have a blast. Oh yeah. So that's November sixth. November eighth is Game Changer Wrestling GCW. They're running a show in LA. I've seen a lot of their stuff online. That's one I want to like go to live. Yeah, yeah. I believe Chris Bay is wrestling Tony Deppin on that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh uh, De- yeah, yeah, because Pingle said like. Yeah, sell your New Japan tickets. Go to this show. Yeah, uh, de- <laughs> yeah uh, I believe Deppin's at the bar show on the sixth too. Oh, okay. <laughs> like if you see him, it's it's so funny. Like when he's not wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, this is by no way an insult. Like he looks like he might be a substitute teacher. <laughs> and then you see him in the ring. Oh, and... he's like Luchasaurus. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because yeah. he'd be after a match, he'd be sitting there with like glasses and a turtleneck. Yeah. <laughs> but like Depp in the ring is just amazing. Um, yeah. So I believe he's wrestling wrestling Chris Bay. Okay. Was on I forgot what show he was on this week, but he was on Impact ROH and maybe two oh it was two oh five live. Okay. And he was on all three shows in the last thirty days. <laughs> um he's also with Dark Light. Got it. But yeah, so the names that they've announced for G C W so far have been like I'm excited about that show. And then on November ninth is the next AEW pay per view. Uh, that's the probably the next pay per view I'm gonna watch. Yeah, full gear. Yeah, right. yeah. So just those like within four days, you have a lot of good wrestling to look forward to. Sanity. Yeah, I mean, since we're plugging all these things, and this is gonna come out before yeah next Saturday as of this recording, you're moderating a couple panels in San Diego. Oh yeah, so um, I'll be at this uh, kind of mini convention called Storytelling Across Media. It's more symposium than convention but okay. there'll be a lot of cool panels to go to so think a convention without the the dealer room okay. it's just all panels um so i'll be moderating two panels out there uh it's the last weekend last saturday of this month i believe it's the 26th that's right yeah. um so i'll be moderating the storytelling for children mm-hmm. panel um at i believe that one's in the morning and the last one for the day for me is storytelling and wrestling and i've got dirty ron mcdonald and scott lost on the panel and one or two other surprises. Um, but yeah, you can go to the Comic-Con website and look it up. It's, it's called Storytelling Across Media. All the information is there. The best part is it's free to attend. You just have to register. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I mean, we've both talked to Scott Lost on each podcast. Yeah, and great Yeah, great yeah, talk. Yeah. Actually, after talking to him, I'm like, oh, both of us were like, this panel's going to be easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want to make sure you got your stuff over, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I will end with this. Like uh, you said, <laughs> on a good note, uh, Shotzi Blackheart just got signed to NXT. Yeah. yeah. If you saw the clip, she was wrestling in, was it Evolve or Progress? 
I want to say Evolve. Okay, that sounds right to me. Because I think that that's the one WWE worked with. Yeah. Remember they got shit for booking, for putting that uh, show against the charity yeah, show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Regal came out and offered her a, a contract Fuck in the ring. Good for her. Yeah, it, we're all fans of her on this show. Um, she's always been like cool to us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, uh, uh, I'm always going to be a supporter of yeah. good Filipino wrestlers. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy that like we see so many. I I mean, even me, I've only been in uh, going to indie shows for the last couple of years. Yeah. But it's crazy how you're like, oh, I've seen so many people rise from that, and now they're on national TV. Yeah. Like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So they put over a boy sky. <laughs> Um, you got to see that. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, it's on my DVR, so. Okay. Uh, yeah, so congratulations to Shotzi. Yeah. And uh, with yeah, that. Oh, and Stardom, they got bought out by Bushi Road. Oh, I did hear about that. Yes. Yeah. So I hope that leads to more things. Maybe yeah. now they'll have an access deal. Maybe they get. Yeah. Oh, that's a. Crossover <laughs> with WoW. Come on. Yeah, th- that's a, a big. To uh, we just found out today that some of the Stardom wrestlers are going to be at a convention in Anaheim on Ooh. December seventh and eighth. Mm-hmm. It's called Chara Expo, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know what the expo is about. I don't know either. But Mayu, uh, Tamnakano, and there's one more I'm forgetting. Someone's tagging with uh, Nicole Savoy. Yeah. Like, so there's going to be Stardom wrestling in Anaheim. Yeah, that's huge. Maybe down the road we see some stardom wrestling in Wrestle Kingdom or <laughs> or you know, just the fact that like, you know, I hope there's an access deal for them. Maybe we see some crossover with WoW and Stardom. That'd be Yeah. That'd be brilliant. That'd be, I, mean, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Yeah, they use some of the uh wrestlers for Lucha Underground. Oh yeah. So it's happened before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With that we'll go to our thank yous. <laughs> First off, special thanks to our executive producer, JPG, owner of the Geek Say What Network. Shout out to Paws of the Homegrown Blends crew for our theme music and Vincent Collier for the PNG artwork. Thank you to our official sponsor, Doe and Arrow, a female-owned cookie and coffee shop in Costa Mesa. They are located at 3033 Bristol Street, and you can find them on Instagram at Doe and Arrow. Another special thanks to Jordan Denae, the eco-friendly geek apparel and lifestyle company. You can visit jordandenae.com at Jordan, D-E-N-E, and use the code GeekSayWhat, all one word, for 20% off your next purchase, and check out Jordan and Liz on the Sartorial Geek Podcast. We're recording at Echo Base, a.k.a. Wayland Productions, an award-winning production company for short films, documentaries, and audio dramas. Please check out our associate producer at wayland.ws and support the audio and visual arts. This is the PNG Podcast tagging in your inner wrestling geek, and we're just one part of the Geek Say What Network. So please make sure to check out our sister podcast, Ready, Set, Geek, your starting line to geek culture with Alex Catherine. Geek Offensive, bridging the gap between bro and geek with producer Justin. Geek KO, our geek trivia podcast run by Justin Madriaga. Diverse Geeks in Focus, focusing on marginalized issues in geek culture with Gemma Vidal. Nerds on a Roll, an actual play podcast building meaningful stories through tabletop gaming with a cast of recurring characters. These are all on their own RSS feeds, so make sure to subscribe to each one and don't forget to visit our website, geeksaywhat.com. You can follow our entire network on social media at geeksaywhat, and you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at PNG Podcast. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram, but mostly Instagram at Brainiac the MC. And Justin, where can they find you? 
You can find me on Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. And I host another show uh, for the Geek Say What Network called Geek Offensive, also available uh, wherever podcasts are available. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it, was a, it was a fun one. Like, we haven't just sat down and been you and me since yeah. probably last time I was on <laughs> your show, probably. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Yeah, so uh, yeah, now we're kind of caught up on wrestling at the moment. <laughs> Until tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, thanks for listening. Peace.